The new moon in Scorpio brings secrets up to the surface so that we may see what records from the past may be holding us back and blocking our true energy. Open the door to shine light on your shadows and be willing to feel the raw truth that whether or not you can see it, the only thing holding you back is you. Are you ready to make a genuine intentional change? Welcome to the Magic is Messy podcast. Witches and wizards, sisters and misters. Welcome back, freaks, geeks, magical peeps. To all those folks out there listening to these airwaves, I appreciate your time and your energy exchange. Thank you. Seriously, let's just start this episode by saying thank you so much for all of your messages, for reaching out, for showing your support. Um, And if you have not yet supported this podcast and you're itching to do so, cool, I dig it. How can you do that? Well, you can slide into my DMs. You can send me an email and say, hey, girl, hey, thanks for the podcast. You can leave me a review on Apple iTunes. Five stars, please. I mean do what you want to do, but five stars would be super cool. You can write me a little reply on the Spotify of how did you dig this podcast or or whatever question it is. What did you think about this podcast? Leave me an answer. I love hearing those as well. Uh, we have live moon circles. If you're in the Minneapolis, in the Minneapolis, Minnesota area, we have live new moon circles that you can rock and roll. Check out the events page on magicismessy.com. You can follow me on the socials at magicismessy and leave me a a high five with some good vibes. Um, Book a reading. I love doing tarot. I absolutely adore meeting you and uh, doing some divination practices you heard. You can share this podcast. You can subscribe. You can support by sending it to all of your besties. So thank you. Again, I absolutely appreciate all of your energy as it keeps this podcast rocking and rolling. And speaking of rolling, we're going to be rolling with the homies or better yet, rolling in the deep because Scorpio season is deep, Adele. So let's all just take a moment for a big breath. A big deep breath of fresh air. Because as with all new moons, it is a breath of fresh air. It is a clean slate. It is a bold beginning. It is a space to nurture and grow new seeds of intention so that you can manifest and pull new things into your life. So what new vibes do you want to manifest? What things do you want to pull into your cycles with intentional action because this is what I know intentional action is the language of the universe the universe likes to play chess you move I move you move I move so more deeply what do you want to see manifest in your inner cycles right we are embarking here in the northern hemisphere to the dark part of the year so let me spit some flavor in your ear The going inward actually helps us to go onward and upward, but not before we are able to take a pause and dig into the dirty deeds. 
done dirt cheap. Dig it? I dig it. Scorpio is a secretive. It is a sultry, sexy sign, but it's also stingy, right? It's going to bring the sting, you heard? There's lots and lots and lots of emotions coming up to the surface, Mariah Carey. You got me feeling emotion. And a lot of the times, those emotions are going to suck. I'm just going to say it right there. They're not going to feel very good. They're going to be icky and nasty and gross. But the reason for that is because as we are embarking on the darker part of the year, as we are bringing our development and our our growth, uh, our attention inward, all of those things that we keep stuck inside, all of those skeletons that be dancing in our closet, all of those shadows... Right, Your shadow self is the piece of yourself that you don't really like to look at or you don't like others to see. It is the parts we are ashamed of. It's the parts we judge. It's the parts that we keep hidden deep down inside. And Scorpio is the sign of transformation. Transformation. Yes. This is a fixed water sign. And it actually is in the 8th house. So Scorpio and the 8th house coincide. And the 8th house is all about transformation. The cycle of death and rebirth. Yeah? I know we've been talking about that a lot, especially with Samhain, with Scorpio season, with all that jazz. The death and the rebirth go hand in hand. Because as you look outside here in the Northern Hemisphere, as you look outside, things are starting to die. Things are starting to decay and fall away. And that is a natural progression of the seasons and the wheel of the year. So the death rebirth cycle is owned or is part of the Scorpio season, the eighth house. Also sex, pleasure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those taboo topics, right? The, the power within the pain, if you know what I'm saying. The shared finances, the the secrets we keep hidden deep, deep, deep down inside of ourselves. The not-so-nice stuffs that we run away from. Because we ran, we ran so far away. Until Scorpio New Moon smacks us right in the face and is like, you couldn't get away. And that's what I know about Scorpio season is these truths uh, that we hold really deep inside of ourselves in our subconscious the truth is going to come up to the surface right being a fixed water sign we hold a lot deep in our subconscious the water meaning our emotions meaning our 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 fulfillment the the ways that we treat ourselves on the inside right what brings us joy but truth is gonna hurt lizzo right so this is what i know yo the truth may hurt but running from it hurts even worse Right? So stop running away. Or better yet, flying away from it, flock of seagulls, because now is the time to look at it for exactly what it is, so we can move through it, we can be one with it, we can integrate our shadows. Right? Shadows, when you ignore them, though, is when they grow. And this is what shadow work really symbolizes. And to put it more simply, shadow work, it is a process. It's The diving deep within yourself, into your subconscious spaces, into the the places that we repress, to become aware of aspects of yourself that might seem to be dark. They might seem to be dingy. It's the things, as I mentioned, that you're ashamed about, that you judge about yourself, the parts of your personality that our consciousness doesn't want to look at because they 
toxic. Uh, you know, and I know toxic is a trigger word, but they're toxic in in the ways that we don't want to accept them. Shadow work is the the process of forgiveness. It is the process of the integration of these pieces so you can bring yourself into a more cohesive whole so you can love all of the parts of yourself not just the good parts if you know what I mean by that this this work is a vital let me repeat that it is a vital part of developing your self-awareness and take what you need leave the rest but I think self-awareness is one of the most amazing qualities that a human can possess self-awareness So when you're sinking into the cycles, when you are sinking more into yourself and utilizing and working with the cycles of the universe, right? We look at death as a natural part of that. And there are pieces of ourself that when we run away from them, they're not allowed to be seen. So we can't let them die. We can't let them breathe. And as I mentioned, this new moon, as every new moon is, is a breath of fresh air to release whatever it is that we are suppressing, right? Because then when you release, you are able to receive. We are allowing the rebirth. We are allowing the death so that things within us can be rebirthed and new versions of ourselves can authentically and lovingly make their way to the surface. So what are some signs? Let's go into what are some signs that we need to do some shadow work, right? And here's a little caveat. Here's the thing. All right, listen up, buttercups. Shadow work, ooh-wee, I'm serious. Shadow work should not be taken lightly. Like, it is a really deep and dingy process. Uh, And I would very much recommend with love that you are in a good headspace to begin to do shadow work. Because looking at those parts of ourselves that we are ashamed of, that we do not accept, that we hide, if we're not in a good mental health state, right, and the stigma of mental health, if we are not in a good mental health state, shadow work could send us deeper down into the depths. So do some self-love practices. Before you get into Eddie's shadow work, I would recommend with love, always with love, to do some self-love practices, right? Self-love is never selfish, Starseed. Self-love is integral to the ways that we show up in the world and the ways we show up for ourselves. So do some self-love practices as you are doing shadow work. And, And one thing that I like to do, I like to, and this is completely tangent, but this is a ritual that I do every year as we are sinking into the inward working times into the dark part of the year. I grab a white taper candle and I grab a black taper candle. On the white taper candle, I talk about or I write in there what I love about myself or the the things that I adore about who I'm becoming, the person I'm stepping into. On the black candle, I write what I'm releasing, what I'm getting rid of, the habits, the toxic traits, the patterns, and we'll get into that here in a moment. But I write that on the black candle. And I'll start with lighting the white candle as I do self-love practice. And anytime I do shadow practice, I light the black candle. And my goal throughout the darker parts of the year are to keep the black and the white candle equal. Because yeah, the self-love stuff and the visualization and the affirmations and yeah, you go girl, you go boy, boo, yeah, mm, boom, shakalaka, shakakan. We love doing that work because it makes us feel good. And I get that. But as, as the same respect when we do the shadow work when we light the black candle we are doing ourselves a service 
So keeping those white and black candles balanced or keeping that energy balanced is a very big part of my rituals. And I just wanted to share that with you. If you'd like to take it, please do. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So back to what are some signs? What are some signs that we need to do some shadow work in? Yeah? Um, first of all, everyone. Shadow work is never done. Everyone needs to work on their inner shadow selves. Because as I mentioned, it is a service to ourselves to do the shadow work. So if you have toxic patterns, and I'm going to use the word toxic in the sense of it just keeps sabotaging us, Beastie Boys. What toxic patterns do you keep seeing come up in your relationships? Uh, What self-sabotaging patterns do you have that keep arising? That you're like, God, that happened again? Because a lot of the times, if these sabotaging cycles keep happening, it's because we are being called to take radical responsibility and accountability for why that shit keeps happening to ourselves in our lives, okay? Stop the blame game, right? Stop the the poor me mindset, the victim. If you, if you think you are a victim, right? If that victimhood, poor me, wham, this keeps happening to me. If that keeps coming up in your life, it's probably a shadow and it's time to take responsibility for why that keeps happening in your life. Because as I mentioned in the beginning, little kitty ditty, right? Whether or not you can see it, the only thing holding you back is you. Mm-hmm. Let me say that one more time. The only thing holding you back is you. So just just that radical responsibility is such a beautiful thing that we can do for ourselves. That accountability and that self-awareness is so awesome. And to give you that opportunity, to give yourself that opportunity, that's what shadow work and integration can do for you. Yes. Also, side bay, I want to talk about the word victim. When I, when I say victim mindset, I do not mean victims of abuse, sexual abuse, domestic abuse, psychological abuse. I mean the victim mindset. So I just kind of wanted to clear that up for a moment. And the victim mindset is, you know, blaming other people for your situations or for feeling miserable. Like that, that life is always against me and I'm never going to get ahead type of a mentality, right? Um, You think that people are purposely trying to hurt you or the world is against you or you feel powerless uh, and And that is what a victim mindset is, right? Constantly putting yourselves down, putting others down, constantly blaming other people for the mishaps that go on in your life instead of taking that radical responsibility for the way your life can go. So I just wanted to clear that up uh, because mental health is absolutely important. Please end the stigma. Go get help, get therapy because you deserve it. Okay. Uh, If you judge yourself harshly, right? If you have that, a lot of that shit, that self-hating inner talk, if you judge yourself and others super heavily, that is a sign that you might need a little bit of shadow work. Why? Why are you judging, Judy? Why are we judging things like that? If you dig escapism or if you are addicted to something, sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever it might be, Netflix, scroll holing, if we are rolling in the scroll hole, that is a shadow that deserves to be worked on. Why do you keep running away from your problemos, yos? If you get super defensive, right? If if someone tries to give you some some corrective 
or uh, constructive types of criticism. Although it may be criticism, it's meant to help the whole, right? If you get super defensive with your ass, it's probably time to do some shadow work. If you're jealous, if you're envious, if you have anger and rage from nowhere, if you have arrogance and cockiness, that might be a good time to do some shadow work. If you are manipulative, if you are competitive, if you project your problems and toxic patterns onto others, that might be uh, a good time to do it as well. And on the flip side, toxic positivity, right? Avoiding the bad shit. Oh, sunshine's out of my asshole. I'm just going to be optimistic. Like, yes, I talk about being positive on purpose, right? Because negativity is natural. But if you are positive all the time, time, right? That is definitely a sign sign <laughs> that we need some shadow work or that we need to do some digging during Scorpio season. Yeah. So those are some signs that we need some shadow work going on in our lives. What I know to be true, sweet soul, sister, mister, witch wizard, are you listening? We cannot have a breakthrough without a breakdown. Okay. The breakdown leads to the breakthrough. Break on through, break on through to the other side. Tried to run, tried to hide. Break on through to the other side. And when you get your Jim Morrison on, the breakdown of what is no longer serving us. What do we no longer deserve? What is keeping us stuck in the muck yuck fuck? This is the process that's going to help you to break all of that down. Right? The habits, the patterns, uh, the reoccurring themes in your life. The themes that get in the way of your dreams. Right? This is the process that is super powerful in creating space for the new you, the new outlook, the new perspective, the new vibe in which you get to thrive, right? The new version of what you want yourself to step into. What do you want yourself to be? How do you want to show up in the world for not just yourself, but everyone around you, right? Reconnecting and remembering who you truly are. Without all of the shit the, the beliefs you were handed, the projections from the past, societal norms, without letting all of that in the way. And, and finally getting rid of that, finally seeing it for exactly what it is, something that no longer serves who we are meant to be, chickadee. That's the breakdown. And that is also going to lead to a breakthrough, right? Um, think about the tower card. I always, whenever I get the tower card in the tarot, the tower, I want you to kind of think of um, if you've ever played Jenga, and I know I've said this on this podcast before, if you've ever played Jenga, right? Every time we don't show up for ourselves, or every time someone says something shitty to us or every time we, we fall into an old manipulative, competitive, jealous, anger, envious pattern, we take a block from our tower. And a lot of the times when we are stuck in these cycles of sabotage, we are just trying to keep this tower or this Jenga, you know, this Jenga tower alive, afloat, standing. I'm still standing. When in reality, when in all actuality, what we need to do is just knock that bitch right down. Because if your tower is faltering, if it is staggering, if it is uh, swaying in the wind, sometimes the best thing we can do is knock over the tower because destruction brings creation, right? Death brings rebirth. If we can allow the tower, if we can 
be real with ourselves and honest and authentic and genuine with ourselves enough to knock over and and get into, get down and dirty and deep, then we can rebuild our psyche. We can rebuild our brain space. We can rebuild ourselves to be victorious and strong and stable. We can rebuild a new foundation within ourselves, within our conscious and our subconscious, so that we can move forward as a stronger, more badass, bold, beautiful version of who we get to be in this universe. And I know that was a little bit of a tangent, uh, but that's that's what I know to be true. And I speak from experience, like, right? Expertise comes from experience, y'all. And I love doing this work. It might be dingy, it might be nasty, but on the other end, there is a light at the other end of the tunnel, right? So follow that light, but in order to follow that light, in order to see that light, we have to get into the dark. We have to be willing to go deep, Janet Jackson. We have to be willing to see and and be with and simmer with and swim with uh, the things that suck, Uh, And that's all I've got to say about that. So cheers to you in embarking in this brand new opportunity and possibility. That's what this new moon Scorpio is all about. Okay. It is uh, a breakthrough moon. And that's what I know about Scorpio. So it's going to sting. It's going to bring the sting. But it's also going to provide space for you to break through. Dooby dooby doo. All right. And when I when I think about breakthrough, I think about and this is I, I don't know if this is going to hit you guys, but it it always helps me with it. Right. During the dark part of the year. I don't know if anyone ever plays Mario, but when he goes underground and it's like, right, you know, that part, you know what I'm talking about. That's what this darker part of the year symbolizes to me. You have to do the dinner, dinner, dinner. So you can get to the right that's i know it's a silly little uh a silly little ditty ditty if you will but that's kind of what this reminds me of is we have to go into the the darker part of the year we have to go inward we have to go down into our own depths mario it's a mario so that we can rise above and we can get to the upper levels again and the sun is going to shine and we can you know win the princess peach or we can we can save her but we're really saving ourselves let's just be real with each other we're saving ourselves so there's that i hope you dig it let's get into some correspondence uh and then i will get into with you pikachus some rad things that we can do's for some rituals so we can plug into Scorpio. Scorpio, like I said, it is the the sign of metamorphosis. Metamorphi? Metamorphosis. Transformation. Transmutation. Alchemy. Taking one thing and turning it into another. And that thing is yourself. So if you wanted to create a Scorpio altar, that sexy, sultry, sassy style altar, you might use the colors of crimson, burgundy, silver or gold, and of course, black. Every year for Scorpio New Moon, I dress head to toe in black because I like to offer that blackness to my goddess Hecate. And speaking of goddesses and gods, some that you might want to bring offerings to, right? Giving gratitude for the progress that you've had throughout the year or bringing offerings to yourself on your altar or to your deities, your chosen deities. I myself love to offer things to Hecate. Uh, That could be wine, honey, dark chocolate, keys, 
Hecate has a lot of keys, um, bones, things along those lines. If you wanted to do Persephone, she is the goddess of the underworld, right? You could do a garnet. You could do anything that symbolizes the maiden. Pomegranates, of course. Pomegranates, if you've ever heard of the Persephone in Hades Greek mythology story, pomegranates are a good one. Any pink flowers or seeds as she is the goddess of spring. Or speaking of Hades, I've been reading a lot of Persephone and Hades stories lately. So offering some um, onyx or hematite or obsidian, some black tourmaline, uh, anything along those lines, anything that's dark would be great for the god Hades. And of course, take what you need, leave the rest. But these are just some gods and goddesses, deities that I personally work with. Work with your own and give them anything intuitively amazing to offer. Offer them what intuitively says is right to you. Uh, speaking of the hematite, the black tourmaline, any crystals from a crystal witch is out there. Hey, holla. Some hematite, some shungite for grounding, right? During this time that we are sinking in the deep, Adele, something to ground us, to keep us sane and stable and strong and structured. Black tourmaline is a fucking amazing stone for protection. I have it all around my house next to my uh, selenite towers, some black tourmaline and selenite for protection. Of course, obsidian, onyx, maybe some bloodstone or tiger's eye. Tiger's eye is a good one for Scorpio to keep that courage as we are doing this dark, deep, dingy work to have that courage uh, along with what we're doing in our shadow selves. Some herbs. If you'd like to put some herbs on your altar, you might choose some basil, some sage, thistle, clove, or nutmeg. Some flowers could be marigold, geranium, jasmine, or honeysuckle. If you want to diffuse some scents for this time, you might choose frankincense, which is great for personal worth, for confidence again, for seeking our truth. Juniper berry to release fear and increase our energetic flow. Cedarwood is a really calming, calming scent to diffuse anxiety and insecurity as we are dipping into our shadow selves. Maybe some wild orange or spearmint, which are very vibrant and pungent type of scents. They bring a sting, if you will, just like Scorpio. Some symbols you might choose to utilize on your altar could be a snake or an eagle, which signify the extremes, right? Snake being on the ground, eagle being high up in the air, signifying that this is an extreme time, that we are going deep and getting taboo. The pleasure, the sex, right? The extremes of the zodiac are during Scorpio season. So the snake and the eagle might be something that you want to choose. Of course, Scorpio, the scorpion. Um, or let's talk about the phoenix for a second, right? Growing stronger from the ashes, uh, you know, releasing old versions of ourselves to come back more powerfully, right? That rebirth vibe, that vibe of transformation. I myself have a massive full back tattoo of a phoenix because it helps to remind me that I am stronger when I am allowing myself to break down so that I can break through. Uh, if you have a phoenix tattoo, I would love to see it, yo. So share your phoenixes, phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix, this is. Uh, share them with me. Holla at your girl, magicismessy.com. Reach out. Some other symbols that you might want to use are money. Money, money, honey. Money, money, money. Uh, anything that symbolizes your ancestors as we are still in the thin veil uh, of Samhain. We can still honor our ancestors. Honoring anything sex, sexy, bondage, death, breaking through bondage, right? Anything that's taboo to you, baby boo. 
Uh, and also, we can put the death card, the number 13, death, uh, the tarot card for rebirth on our altar as well to symbolize the vibrations of death and rebirth that we are harnessing in this new moon of Scorpio. So those are just a few things that you can utilize on your altar. Um, before I get into some rituals, though, I wanted to give you a couple prompts, right? Sometimes I give a little bit of prompts, but seeing as that it's shadow work season, I would like to give you a few more prompts to begin your shadow workings, if you will. So just a few things to think about, right? Journals, and I'll get into journal here in a moment. Um, one of the main rituals that I do during Scorpio season is to begin a new journal. Right. And the shadow journal or what, what people know as, uh, you know, the book of shadows or the book of secrets or whatever you want to call it is a really good way of starting your shadow work. So some prompts that you can start a book of shadows with are what do you actively ignore? What beliefs, actions, reactions, habits or patterns hold you back from playing big or playing the game at all? How do you respond to negative emotions? What do you consciously avoid because it sucks and stinks and it, it will hurt to look at or deal with? What addictions or escapisms do you use to avoid stress or hard work? How do you avoid taking responsibility and accountability for your actions? Do you think of yourself as a victim or do you, do you have a victim mindset and why? How and why do you judge others and do you actively judge yourself? And finally, who am I lying to and why? So just a few prompts to start a book of shadows, to start a new journal, the release journal. Uh, it doesn't have to be a book of shadows. What I use my book of shadows for, and I'll give you a little tip on that too. What I use my book of shadows for is writing down all my spells, all my rituals, step by step, ooh baby, so that I can remember them uh, and I can go back and look back and see what what did I, what came to fruition, what worked, what didn't, what can I change, what can I release, what can I, you know, what can I jimmy jimmy Cocoa Pop up, up in there to, to make it different. Um, but a book of shadows would be freaking rad to start during the Scorpio new moon. One thing about my book of secrets uh, or book of shadows that I wanted to share with you that I think is pretty rad. I have a perfectionism shadow. I don't know if you do as well, but uh, when I write if I mess up or if I need to scratch something out, I will rip the entire page out of the notebook and I will begin all over again. Or I should say the old me used to do that, okay? I am my mother's child. That is exactly what she taught me to do. Uh, and I, I didn't like it. So I looked at that shadow and I changed it. And the way that I did that is... I went and uh, repurposed an old book. I went to a thrift store. I went to a bookstore. Uh, and I looked for a book that intuitively pulled to me, right? And this book was sitting on the shelf. And it was a big, beautiful red book. And all it said on the spine was a gold calligraphy how. How. So I chose that book as my book of shadows. And what I do is... Now, every, you know, every moon or every spell or every, every sigil, everything that I do, I write it in that book over the, the 
the pages. Obviously, there's writing on these pages. It is a book. I write in big, bold markers so that if I do mess up, I don't feel bad because I'm, I'm just re-energizing or rewriting what this book signifies to me. It's not this clean slate of paper that if I ruin it, it's going to be this big deal or something. So just, uh, you know, take what you need, leave the rest as always. But that's a, a way that I got over perfectionism. Um, and I have I have these books. I have New Moon books like Twilight. If, if we ever watch Twilight, there is a book literally called New Moon that I write down everything that I'm doing for the new moon, all of the manifestations, all of my intentions, all of my action steps that I'm going to do. I write that in the new moon book. Uh, so just kind of something that uh, I wanted to share with you. If, if it works, great. If not, ain't no thing. Chicken wing. Uh, back to journals, though. One thing that I love about journals is that they can be so many different things. You can have a gratitude journal. You can have the release journal. You can have the shadow journal. You can have a daily reflection journal. You can have a love letter to your inner child or your current self journal. You can, uh, you know, release or write love letters to people, places, patterns that hurt you in the past. Um, a vitamin me journal, vitamin me standing for things that leave you feeling fulfilled and delicious and luxurious and sexy and authentic and alive. It's alive. Those kind of journals are rad as well. Um, but any place that you can write down your desires and deep down dreams and truths uh, and lies and releases and what you're receiving and what you're giving and what you're getting and your gratitude, your attitude of gratitude. So starting a journal. I know that was a, a big one for journals, but there you go, Kokomo. Uh, let's see. Breaking uh, breaking down to break through. A breakthrough visual might be a freaking rad one to do for yourself. Set a timer for 20 minutes and dive into the feels of what it looks like, smells like, tastes like to be the new version of you after you break through. Yeah? So that's a re-one. That's a good one as well. Uh Sexy outfit vibes or hot date vibes. Take yourself on a hot date. Go get a sexy outfit, boo. Mm, look at you. Be unapologetic in feeling yourself. Right? Get a new outfit. Grab a wig. I love wigs. I love me some wigs, right? Get some new shoes. Papa's got a brand new bag. Makeup. Garter belts. Uh, dress all in black, right? Like Hecate, dress all in black. Hecate, ooh wee, do it for yourself. Do the sexy, sultry sassiness of what it means to live in the Scorpio shadows, though. Uh, so that's a good one to do during Scorpio, new moon. Take yourself on a date or go on a date with someone else. You know what I'm saying? And then get, uh, get a little sexy later. Mm-hmm, humana, humana. Restart, revive, or recycle an old passion, a hobby. Uh, maybe you released it for obligatory reasons or because society says it was silly for you to be doing this stupid stuff. I call bullshit. So I lovingly challenge you to reignite that flame uh, and begin again. Begin that passion again. Restart it. Re revive it. Put put a breath of fresh air into it. You know what I mean? Uh, get a tarot reading. Holla at your girl. Get a tarot reading. I do live options. I do virtual options. I do emailed options that end up right in your inbox. Surprise! It's magic. We're making a genuine intentional change with a tarot reading. During this time, because the veil still is thin, right? Divination when the veil is thin. We can trust that intuition to plug into other realms, uh, and we can get some some messages from our ancestors. We can get messages from our subconscious. We can ask, what is releasing us and what am I meant to call in? What's getting in my way? And most importantly, what is my action step? 
I feel like tarot is all about action. What can you do to change your future? What can you do to change your life? So there you go. Get a tarot reading or do your own. Doobie doobie do your own divination, yo. Release toxins. Yeah, I know we've been talking about some toxic shit. Self-hating inner talk. I know we've been talking about releasing toxins. And shadow work is releasing toxic patterns, habits that hold you back. But you can also do physical releasing of toxins. Go into a badass sauna. Get a lymph massage. Do a detox. A safe safe by the way do a detox or a cleanse get some reiki healing holla at your girl for some distance reiki healing do a, a cupping session or go to a chiropractor do an aura release or go to therapy and the stigma yo go to therapy do a soul chat with someone who you're really close with that you know supports you and can hold space for you without judgment judy releasing those toxins uh do some sacral chakra cleansing because that is our womb space right all humans have a sacral chakra and sacral chakra is where your intimacy resides your creativity resides your your worthiness resides it is where your inner child is and a lot of the times if we are hurt if our inner child did not get nurtured in the way that they deserved and desired and craved when they were growing up a lot of inner child stuff is stuck in our sacral chakra so, and, and another thing that I like to do during Scorpio season is to call back my energy by cutting cords, doing a cord cutting meditation, ritual, spell, whatever that may look like. And by cutting cords, what I mean is every relationship that we have, every intimate and or personal relationship that we get into, we create a cord of energetic exchange. And a lot of the times when we leave those relationships, when we are no longer intimate with those people, the cord still remains unless we, with intention, cut it off and call back our energy. So that is something to do during Scorpio season is to do a very intense cord cutting because a lot of times when we leak our energy, that is where the victim mindset comes from. That is where uh, we feel that we are just being utilized and manipulated and, and, and screwed uh, because we allow our energy to still be exchanged with people that no longer serve us that are in our past. So do some cord cutting. Get 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 down and dingy and dirty and, and done dirt cheap with yourself, right? And uh, don't be afraid to go there because when you go there, that allows the breakdown and then sweet star seed. You are creating space. You are creating space for yourself to break through into a new version of you. So that is all I really have, sisters, misters, witches, wizards. You know, this is a really good time for powerful spellcraft, powerful rituals, powerful magic, making a genuine intentional change. It is a time to make a genuine intentional change on the most powerful levels we have possible in our subconscious so that our conscious self, the version we show to ourselves in the outer world, can change, right? Scorpio is that metamorphosis transformational energy. So please, if you do anything during this new moon of Scorpio, don't be afraid to dig in deep to your shadows. Don't be afraid to, to get dirty. Don't be afraid to look at the stuff that you run from, that you actively ignore, so that you can allow space for a new you to break through. 
So again, thank you so much for being a part of this rad magic community. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear how you're doing. How are your rituals going? What did you take from this podcast? What do you dig? What do you not? Whatever it may be, I love hearing from you. So reach out to me, leave me a review, support, subscribe, and share this with all of your peepsicles as well that you know need a little bit of magic in their lives as well. Again, my name is Kitty and you are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting my heart space. That's what this podcast truly is, uh, a, a piece of my heart. So again, I thank you. Massive attitude of gratitude. Thanks for being a part of the magic collective, this growing community. And I very, very much look forward to speaking with you soon for the next full moon.